Well, hey, uh, welcome everybody to Blackhawk Church, everyone who is joining us online or on our podcast. If you're watching on a screen right now, if you're here live in the room, we are, uh, we're glad that you are with us. So, okay, just a little bit of um, information about me. My wife, Rachel, and I, we recently, in the last couple weeks, um, we got covid for the very first time. So it was our first experience with this lovely deal. And uh, it (laughs) took us out, like slammed us pretty hard. And so it's great to be here this morning. I'm just telling you uh, ahead of time that COVID brain fog like is for real. And, um, and so in light of that, I might be sticking to my notes a little bit more than usual. So you can just pray for me as we get through this next 30 minutes or so. But, uh, but honestly, I'm really excited about uh, what it is that we're diving into together as a church today, because we're beginning a brand new series. We're in week two of this series that we are going to be doing called Live This Book. We're from, from right now, in September, uh, all the way through May, we are going to be looking at the overarching narrative of the Bible. So nine months together, diving into scripture that way. And uh, man, I just think it's gonna be a fantastic series. We actually did this, I think for the first time as a church, like 10 years ago, where we went through the story of the Bible. It was a series we put together called Eat This Book. And, uh, and then about five years ago, we did it again with a series that we did called Love This Book. And the thing that we did in particular with both of those series was we kind of would do a vertical drop into different places in the Bible, looking at different stories and different things like that to kind of get o- the, really the overarching picture of the story of the Bible and the way that that fit. This time with Live This Book, we're doing something different. Rather than dropping down vertically into different stories, we're actually trying to cut the Bible horizontally to take a look at the the main themes, the common threads, if you will, and to take a look at what are the overarching principles that are taught really from Genesis all the way through Revelation that would affect the way that we live our lives. What does it mean to be a Christ follower? What are the things that we pick up from Genesis through Revelation? Common themes that we see overarching through scripture. And uh, that's the way that we're going to be doing things, thus live this book. And, uh, and so Charles last week did an incredible intro. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that, if you missed that message, you need to just go ahead and go back and listen to it. It'll help you so much as we're going in to this series. But what we've done is we've actually broken up the Bible into seven different sections that we're going to be dealing with as, uh, as we dive into this idea. And this is week one of this first series called God's Plan for Humanity. That's, where we're, that's what we're gonna be talking about really for the next handful of weeks. And we start into the story of the Bible today. And as we do that, we felt like, all right, beginning of the story, it would be worth it to go ahead and introduce the main character. And the main character of the Bible is... Wow, that was really weak, people. So I was hoping I'd get a little more confident answer on that. It had even just been on the screen, God's plan for humanity. Come on, cheat sheet right there. So yes, the, 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 the main character of the Bible is God. I heard Jesus as well. We'll give you partial credit for that. We're talking about God, big picture. And uh, so I have like 30 minutes to tell you everything that you need to know about God. 
How perfect is that? I mean, how easy? Okay, reality check, there's no way we're going to be able to get through all of it. But, um, but let's be honest, okay? If he's the main character, my guess is we're gonna be talking about him every week. In fact, pretty much any week that you've ever shown up at Blackhawk Church since you, whenever you started coming, the person that we talk about is God. He's kind of a big deal around here. But we figured first week, we better go ahead and introduce the main character. And the nice thing is, he's actually introduced to us in scripture in the very first book, in the very first chapter of the verse, first book, in the very first verse of the first chapter of the first verse. So in light of that, open up your Bibles with me, however it is that you take them in, to Genesis chapter one. If you grabbed one of the Bibles in the back of any of the rooms that we're in, turn to page one. <laughs> That's where we're gonna begin. Let's dive into this together. Chapter one, verse one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the earth was formless and empty and darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters and God said, let there be light and there was light. And God saw that the light was good and he separated light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night and there was evening and there was morning on the first day. Now, we could continue on through the rest of this chapter, but I think that you already are getting an idea. This is, chapter one is basically the creation account of the way that everything was created in the world. And it's an amazing passage of scripture. But the, and if you notice, right out of the gate, in the beginning, God, we're introduced to the main character, but it's interesting also to take a look in this first chapter, what it doesn't say about God that we can actually easily miss. Like if you notice here at the very beginning, it does, there, there are no descriptor words that are being used here to give us an idea of who God is. There are no adjectives that are thrown out here from the beginning to tell us about the main character. Like it doesn't say in the beginning there was God and he knew everything. Or in the beginning, there was God, and he was all-powerful. In the beginning, there was God. He was infinite in everything that he did. No, 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 there, there is, is none of that. It doesn't give us that picture. And yet, we do get very quickly an idea of who this main character is. And what I wanna do is I actually want to kind of pick a lane for us to go down that I think when we look at this passage, is, is actually really obvious. It can almost be so obvious that we can miss it. And that is that, that, that God wanted us to know from the very beginning that he's a personal God. That, that, that God is a personal God. If you're taking notes right now, you need to write down, God is a, is a personal God. Let's go back to this passage for just a minute and take a look at this, because I think it's so interesting to be able to realize. All the words that they use to describe God here in this passage, they're, they're verbs, they're action words that it says. Look at this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The spirit of God was hovering over the waters and God said, let there be light. And God saw that the light was good. He separated the light from darkness and God called the light day and then he called the darkness night. Like, 
Do you see all these things? God hovering, God seeing, God saying, God speaking, God gathering, God separating. All of these things, they're, they're action words. Like in other words, like we, we realize that God is doing all kinds of things here which give us an idea of him being a personal God. Like he is not, he is not just some form of energy like, like the force in, in Star Wars. God is showing a personal side to him. It's, he's doing things, in fact, that we would do as, as people. You know, like you think about it, like when we think of our lives, like we are people who we, we speak to one another, we listen to each other, we create things, we gather things or separate things. These are all things that, that people do. We're getting this idea of a person likeness of of God. So, which actually isn't surprising when you continue on in this chapter, because once you get through all of the creation of everything that took place in this world, is the grand finale of God's creation, he creates human beings. And he actually talks about this in verse 27, where he says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them like we need to realize like we're in we are created in the image of God and God is an incredibly personal God like when you think about it when when we think about you think about the people who you're sitting with or the people who you're sitting in your living room with right now or the people who you might be listening with the people who you're doing life with you are personal with those people and the only reason why you're personal with the people in life that you're personal with is because you're created in the image of a god who is personal like it's so obvious we can we can easily miss it now this is not to say though that god is just like a person you see, when, when you and I, when we think about people, we think about human beings and all the things that come with human beings. We're not just saying that God is just like a, he's just like a human being. No, actually, he's, he's very different from that. In fact, when, when Jesus was walking the planet, when he had come and put flesh and blood on, he was in a conversation with a person one time in John chapter four where he was trying to explain who it is that, that God is. And he said this in John chapter four, verse 24. He said, God is spirit and worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. God, like God is a spiritual being. And, and, and that's the reason why he has the ability to be all places at one time, fully present everywhere. Like the big theological word that you could use there is omnipresent. He has the ability to be that because he is spirit. He is a spiritual being. But that does not take away from the fact that God is personal and desires to be in personal relationship with each and every one of us. He is a, he is a personal being. And really, like the story of scripture is the story of God desiring to be in personal relationship with the human beings that he created with, pursuing relationship with them. But like, okay, what, is, what does a personal relationship with God really look like? Like I'm guessing for so many of us, we hear about that idea that we, we should have a personal relationship with God. Maybe you've heard before that Christianity, it's not a religion, it's a relationship. That could have been some, like some, one of the things that drew you to Christianity like in the first place. And yet, that's kind of difficult to figure out, isn't it? 
Like if we were to dive into your personal relationship with God right now, your personal relationship with Jesus, that gets kind of awkward sometimes, doesn't it? I mean, like, look, I'm, like, I'm, I'm a pastor. I'm the professional Christian in the room. I can tell you that my personal relationship with God is difficult at times. Like, I, I'm just talking for me. I've never seen God visibly, like, in person. I've never, I've never heard his voice audibly. There are, there are times for me where, um, where I feel like in, in my own quiet times and times that I spend with God, like, I am more going through the motions and I am doing things out of obedience. It's one of the reasons why I love the book of Psalms is because as you, as you read the book of Psalms and, uh, and you look at the way that people talk about David and the other authors of, of Psalms as they poetically write about their own relationship with God, there are times where you're reading them and you feel like, man, they have a deep, intimate relationship with God. And then the very next Psalm, all of a sudden, like you can hear him saying like, God, where are you? It's been a long time since I've heard from you. I have no idea who you are. See, I appreciate that because like it's so much more the way that my own relationship with God looks. Sometimes it can be really close and other times like it can feel really far away. But the reality is that God's a personal God and desires for us to know him. It's the reason why as Jesus was, was, was praying for some of his disciples at one particular point, in the prayer that he was praying to his father, he said this. He said, now this is eternal life, John chapter 17, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Like the, the goal is for us to not just know about God, but to actually know God. Like to, to know him and have him know us, to have this personal relationship. In fact, God's actually wired us to be able to have that kind of relationship with him. You know, if you take time later to be able to read all of Genesis chapter one and you look at the creation account of everything that takes place, the th one of the things that you take away from God is that God is like unbelievably creative. Unbelievably creative. I mean, when you just think about when we just stop and pause to take a look at this world, you look at the galaxies that are created that we're just learning more and more about now through technology and what we have out there. Or like when you stop to think about like the, the plant and vegetation of this earth that we live on and all the creative elements of everything there. Or then you get into like sea life and, and birds and animals and all of the different things were creative. God's unbelievably creative. But I think... I think the way that we see God's cre like creativity more than anything else is actually like in humans, you know, in, in all of us. And I'm not just talking like cultures and people groups and ethnicities and all of these type of things. No, I'm just talking individual. Like roughly right now, I believe the number is somewhere around 7.7 .7 billion people walking the planet right now at this time. That's not, that's like, just presently, that's not talking all of history, just right now, 7.7 .7 billion. Every single one of those people with a different DNA and a different fingerprint, who, who, who are created unbelievably differently from one another, all of them with the ability to connect with God. See, God shows his creativity that way, but sometimes I think that we think that, 
Well, and then God creates one way for us to be able to connect with him. No, there's so many different ways. Okay, can we do something fun for just a minute? Some of you are like into personality tests and that type of things to learn more about you. One category I think that we could go with is something that I call head, heart, and hands, okay? Head, heart, and hands that I'm just gonna lump a whole bunch of people into. Some of us here, you're head people, Like you're the people, you think logically. You love to think and learn and dive deeply into subjects and be able to be that type of a person. You like like standing on your education and the things it is that you know and learn. How many, all sites, all venues, how many of you had people right now? You can kind of raise your hands. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's good, that's good. So that's, that's the way that you're wired. You're wired that way. Then there are people who are heart people. Heart people are the, the feelers, the passionate ones. They love being in relationship with people and understanding the way that people think tick. How many of you are feelers? Yeah, yeah, that's good. See, it doesn't surprise me. Feelers, they put their hands up a little quicker because they're feeling passionately about that. So, and then some of you, some of you are like hands people. You're the practical people. You look at a situation and you want to dive in in order to help in some particular way. Like you just think very practically. How many of you hands people? You're those type of people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you've got head, heart, and hands people. Now for me, <laughs> probably not a surprise. I'm a heart person. So I'm, I am a feeler and I, um, you know, I mean, that's just always the way I work. I, I, I love relationship with people. Now, but my wife, Rachel, my wife, actually, she is more kind of the combo of the, the head person and the hands person. She is a deep thinker and likes to get into subjects. She loves to read and be able to go that direction. But, but she also, you see a situation that you need help, she's ready to dive in and help in any way, shape, or form. So we're like wired incredibly different. Now, Do you think that when it comes to us and our own personal walk with God, that they look the same? (laughs) Absolutely not. Oh my gosh, they look so different from each other. And if I was told as a person that I needed to, in order for me to connect with God, I needed to do it the way that Rachel did. Oh man, I would be dead in the water. Like, see, but sometimes what I think that we do is we look at people and we look at their own relationships with God of people who are wired differently. And we think that to connect with God, we have to do it the way someone who is wired differently than us, we have to do it the way that they did it. Like I can remember growing up when I was kind of first like hearing and understanding this idea of a personal relationship with God. And I was with some different people who their thing that they did was journal. Okay, and, and it's that they would get up early in the morning, they would read the Bible and they would journal. Now, any journalers in here right now like that, you just love connecting with God that way. Look, I, and so I felt like, well, if I'm gonna connect with God, I need to do it by journaling. And so, you know, I would, I would write, oh man, and it just did not work for me. And then I would like look at the journals of the people who were helping me and like their journals were like beautiful, you know, as like the stuff that they're writing, the things they're writing, it sounds like, it sounds like poetry, like they're writing lyrics to like worship music and they're even like sketching pictures, you know, and like, it's this like beautiful, deep, like intimate walk with God that they're doing. And then I'd open my journal and I couldn't even read my own handwriting, you know, and I'm like, like, I felt like I would open up, I would start reading and I'm just making the baby Jesus cry because I sound so shallow with the things that I'm saying and the ways that I'm going about it. Look, I have a stack of journals that I have like started and gotten about 12 pages in and then I'm over it. 
And if I were to think that's the way that I'm supposed to connect with God and I would be comparing myself to others, man, I would feel like, man, it just does not work for me. But the reality is I'm not wired that way. You see, I'm wired, I'm wired to be somebody different than that. And so like when it looks at it, like it's so important for us to be able to look at the way that God wired us, to not step in to this comparison game because the reality is God, he is so creative and he's wired us so differently from one another. I mean, head, heart, and hands, that's just one category. Like, okay, think about it. Like, are you an introvert or an extrovert? Are you a thinker or a feeler? Are you, are you a person who loves routine or do you like thrive on variety? Do you like being with a big group of people or like just connecting with a couple different ones? See, we're wired differently. You know, we have an amazing staff here around Blackhawk and uh, recently we had a chance to talk to a bunch of them about the ways that they connect with God best and the answers were so different from each other. Take a look at this for just a minute. Going for a walk in nature is kind of where I connect best um, because my mind tends to run like a million miles an hour. So something that forces me to shut my mind off is just like going to God without an agenda and saying, God, what would you have for me um, in this moment? I can feel God's presence through the people that I'm serving and I can feel God's presence working through me as I serve other people. I am an early morning person where I like to start my day without striving. And sometimes I'm gonna be a late night person talking to God about my concerns through the day. Early mornings, uh, being in the woods and then seeing the sun come up and just seeing the, the woods come alive uh, with the light, with the animals, with the trees, almost everything just feels like it's starting anew and it's a freshness uh, for me. Something that's been a constant in my life is journaling my prayers. I've like always had a journal with me since I can remember. So the presence of God just immediately comes upon me as soon as I start praising Him and acknowledging Him. It even happens sometimes, I don't know, when you sleep and you just kind of roll over and you wake up a little bit, I just start praising him. And then I just start remembering um, some of his word. For instance, in Psalm 139, and it says, when I awake, I am still with you. Usually I'll listen to some music and the beat of the music kind of depends on the mood of the day. Um, but I feel like that time is really transformative for me because I spend time processing uh, things that have been difficult, giving thanks for things that have been good. Um, and just appreciating the Lord for his character. Whether I'm looking at a glacial river or exquisite wildflowers or freshly fallen snow, or even talking to a beautiful person, wonder is what connects me most with the heart of God. One of my favorite ways of connecting with God is through watercolors and calligraphy. Um, I find that it brings a lot of joy and peace, and it's really fun. Um, I think I tend to meditate a lot when I, when I color, when I paint, and I think it really helps me to kind of soak in God's Word um, as I do it. I'll pick a passage of Scripture, usually a chapter, and I'll pray through it, and I'll write my, down, my prayers down as I go. But I try to focus in on three questions or three um, things that will help me um, to grow in my faith. I best connect with God through meditation, uh, particularly early in the morning or late in the evening. I also like to connect with God through spiritual um, gospel music. I find that when I'm at worship nights and large groups of people where we're all different backstories and coming together singing the same truths about God, I'm reminded of 
his bigness and his ability to work in and through all kinds of people to bring his kingdom here on earth. When we are in community, we are able to have a relationship with other image of God bears. And so it's really important and central to me as a person. You know, uh, whenever we are just having a good meal, having a good laugh, uh, uh, it's in those moments, right? It doesn't have to be the super high spiritual deep conversations, but it's just when we're together, when we're enjoying each other's presence. That's how I feel connected to God because God enjoys us when we enjoy one another. People connect with God differently because God's a personal God who's created us with the ability to connect with him in all kinds of different ways. That's just a handful of people from our staff team. I mean, think if we were able to, to, to you know, go ahead and talk to all kinds of different people all throughout our sites and venues and hear the different ways that people connect with God. It's all over the map. So here's what I wanna do for a minute, okay? I wanna take just a really practical step And I wanna give you the chance to be able to think about like what are the ways that you personally can connect with God? What are the ways that you've been wired by God and how can you lean into those strengths in order to grow in your relationship with God personally? You know, like, like, okay, are are you a head person? Like, are you a person who just learns? What does it look like for you to be able to take being a head person and bring that into your relationship with God? and the way that you're able to learn different things. That could look like for you, like getting into one of the different courses that's coming up for this fall on all kinds of different subjects, or getting into one of the Black Hawk Bible studies that are happening around here where you dive deep into God's word and understand more of the way that that works, that your knowledge of God would grow, that it would encourage you in your relationship with God, that it would affect the way you read scripture, the way that you pray. That's something a head person could do. Or maybe you're a heart person. And maybe for you, like you're a feeler and the thing that you need to do, you, maybe you've never been in a community group or maybe you have a couple people who are believers that you need to start getting together with them on a regular basis to be able just to talk about what are the things that are going on in your life and how, what's God doing in each of you. Maybe it has to do with worship music, creating playlists and being able to go for walks in nature and be able to take in worship music that way. Maybe you're a hands person, and maybe for you it's getting involved in some area, maybe within our impact ministry, to be able to find people who you can serve and then to be able to bring those experiences to God and communicate those with him. You know, look, all I'm saying is that for each of us, we have all kinds of different ways that we can dive into the idea of how it is that we can grow. But okay, with those strengths, we have to be careful that we're not just leaning into strengths. You know, I mean, for a person who loves knowing about God, we have people all over the place who are great at learning about God, but actually that can kind of become like a wall and a barrier. Like they know all kinds of stuff about God, but it's not affecting their relationship and they end up more using it as a weapon with other people in order to put them down more than allowing it to be something that draws them close to God. Or maybe you are a, a, you're a feeler, you're a heart person and like you love getting out like it, with the birds and the flowers and all of that and listening to worship music. But like, what are you learning about the character of God, about the depth of who God is, about the power of God, that it might affect the ways that you worship and the ways that you look at God's creation? Or if you're a doer, if you're a hands person, I mean, you're the first person to jump in if ever there's a crisis. But when's the last time you cracked open your Bible, you spent time praying for the people that you're helping in different crises, that that might affect your own 
walk with God. You see, we need to just be able to look at some of these places and not just lean into our strengths, but we also need to be able to challenge ourselves at the ways that these type of situations can help us to grow with God. So, okay, for me personally, one way that that happened, when I, when I came on staff uh, at Blackhawk back in 2000, I was coming from actually uh, another church that we had been a part of that was like much more of a, of a traditional church. This was like a, we read the King James version of the Bible, choir robes, stained glass windows, you know, uh, that type of an experience. And every week, like we weren't doing worship music, we were singing hymns, you know, with a, you remember like with a pew, with a hymnal that you would pull out and you sang hymns, you know, or line after line that you would go through. And so I came here and came here to become the college pastor at Blackhawk. And one of the first things I did was I went to a college ministry conference and uh, for other college pastor, college pastors and college ministry leaders. And one of the big things of this conference was worship music. And this was something that still was kind of like new to me. I felt a little uncomfortable with it. And I remember being there and I went with a buddy who was very much like an extroverted worshiper. You know, I mean, maybe you know those people. Maybe you're sitting near an extroverted worshiper, you know, this morning. Hands raised all the time, eyes closed, maybe jumping around a little bit. And, uh, and, and so I remember one time we got done with one of the sessions. We had gone to dinner and I was talking to my buddy and he was sharing with me the ways that he connects with God just by being an extroverted worshiper. And it kind of intrigued me. And so then we went into an evening session and we're there and the worship music starts and we're standing. And I remember I'm standing there and I'm thinking, oh, do I do it? <laughs> like, do I actually like raise my hands right now? And I'm like looking around and all kinds of people at this thing, they got their hands raised and I'm like, oh. And so I remember like trying to work myself up, like to, like to get there, like to get up enough like courage. And so I'm there and I'm kind of like this, you know, like, this is about as far as I can get. And I'm feeling already uncomfortable just with like the two plates that I'm holding here, you know, in the front. And my buddy is like looking at me and, 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 and I'm like doing the best that I can. And I remember he reaches over and grabs my arms and puts them up in the air. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. And now I'm like, okay, what do I do? Because if I put them down, then what does that mean? But if I, and... I felt so awkward and uncomfortable as I'm standing there. I have my eyes closed just because I'm afraid of the way that I look. And, and I started to worship and it felt awkward. And then after a while, it didn't. And, and then it actually, I started to like feel like I was connecting with God somehow. And let me tell you, it transformed the way that I worship. I'm very much an extroverted worshiper in a lot of situations now, and it's transformed the way that I connect with God just because I had a buddy who was willing to kind of help me step outside my comfort zone and challenge myself to something different. Now, does that mean at the end of this that if during worship, everyone's hands need to be in the air? Absolutely yes. No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. But, but what are the things for you that you can challenge yourself to? This is the thing. Look, if there's nothing else I want you to hear, <laughs> you guys, God is so creative. And he's, he's wired you uniquely. And he's wired you uniquely for a reason to be able to connect with him as a personal God. We are personal because we're created in the image 
of a personal God. And one of the things that we see from Genesis through Revelation is God was not just trying to connect with people then, he's trying to connect with us now because he's personal. And so what does that look like for you? There was a great video that, uh, that came out a handful of years ago of, um, it actually went really, it went viral of this uh, elementary school teacher. And uh, this particular elementary school teacher, I think we've got it, we can show it. So he, maybe you've seen this before. He gave his students uh, an assignment at the beginning of the year to create a handshake. A handshake that he would learn and do with every one of his students. And so every single morning, as these students would gather and, 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 and get in line to be able to do what they did, man, this, this teacher, <laughs> every morning, connecting with students. Let's do something for a minute. Let's just watch a few of these. Okay, let me ask you a question. Why do we love watching that? Like, what is it about that video that just draws us in? It's the fact that you see a teacher who is saying to each one of his students, I want to, I want to know you and I want to be known by you. I see you. I understand you. You matter to me. Like, I've got your back. I'm in your corner. And I know your handshake. You see, you realize we have a God who knows your handshake. 7.7 billion people on the planet. He knows your handshake. How many, let me ask you, how many handshakes do you think you could learn? Like, like, what if all of a sudden I found out, yep, all people at Blackhawk, I'm gonna learn your handshake. Yeah, I am so dead in the water, that is never gonna happen. I have a hard enough time with people's names. <laughs> I know I've introduced people, myself to people here who are like, yes, we've met before, you know. <laughs> See, I'm not good at that, but God is. And that's the thing I think that he wants you to understand this morning. He has a great way that he says it all in Psalm 139. Like, I know we're gonna have it on the screens, but wherever it is that you're watching right now, would you do something with me? Would you just close your eyes? Just soak in this passage for a minute. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in before and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. God knows your handshake. 
and he longs to be in a deep personal relationship with you. And our hope is that as we journey through everything we're going to between now and May as we live this book, you would come to a deeper understanding of this God who knows everything about you and still chooses to love you. He longs to be in a deep personal relationship with you. What steps can you take this week to move towards him? Let me pray. God, oh, thanks so much. <laughs> you're, you're as personal as you are. We have a hard time wrapping our minds around that because we can go through times where we feel like you're so distant. It's hard to connect with you at times, but God, thank you that like your word tells us you are personal. You know us better than we know ourselves and you still love us. And so God, even this week, would you help us to understand to deeper levels how we can connect with you? That as we continue on this journey this year, that our walk with you might look different because of an understanding that you, the creative God is the, of the universe, whose image we are created in, that you are personal and you long for deep relationship with us. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen.